and welcome back to the Dear Teenage Girl podcast. It's Amy, and today is part two of the one, and where we talk about relationship with a boy. And so we're going to call this episode Red Flags and Unbalanced Yoke, because in this episode we want to talk about some red flags and how we should avoid red flags, and also about how we should not be in an unbalanced relationship. So without further ado, let's get into it. So let's talk about red flags. So just in case you don't know what red flags are, they're like an unsettled feeling that often prompted by the Holy Spirit or like actions that shows one true character. And so they're signs that you should run, like get out of there, get out of that relationship because they ain't no good. So what are some major red flags for you? Um. Okay, so there's like, you know, the obvious one, if they don't have like, the same beliefs as you like as a christian it's mm-hmm. kind of like i don't know it's you most of the time it's hard to work those out you know so it's nice if they're mm-hmm. a strong believer because then you can you know build each other up um yeah. that's the obvious one but then there's like um you know if they're good with like their friends and family if they're respectful if you know they read their bible <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh i i literally went off that was not a red flag. <laughs> if they read their Bible. <laughs> Let me read no, that is not a red flag. That is a green flag. You that is want. a go. <laughs> okay, let me redo this. My bad. <laughs> They're like, wait, are they telling us the opposite here? What's going on? <laughs> if they read their Bible, if they pray, if they really have a strong relationship for God, if they join worship, if they're going to sack a web, we they're love like, you. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Oh, I mean, that's the green flag. <laughs> Yay, that means go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So there's the obvious one. If they're not a Christian, then you kind of don't want to go down that path because that's kind of a big red flag. But then there's mm-hmm. also ones if they're kind of un- disrespectful or if they um, don't seem to get along with like their family or friends, it's not really going to any different for you if that makes any sense you know yeah definitely I feel like um I heard this thing and I think it's so true it's if they don't respect their mom or like the ladies in their house then how, how are they really going to respect you mm-hmm. for sure also like lying oh, lying oh, just yeah. like oh it makes me so mad like if you've done something to like wrong me just tell me the truth like honestly I'm a pretty forgiving person like if you're like hey Amy I ran over your tricycle the other day I'd be like you know what that's kind of sad but I forgive you right thank you for telling me but if you're like oh yeah like um the dog came and um ripped up your tricycle and then a (laughs) raccoon pooped on it like I'm like, okay, I'm not stupid. I know right. that you're lying to me. Like, please just tell me the truth. Mm-hmm. But then also, like, if your relationship already starts out lying, then, you oh. know, like, how do you know that those... Because, like, once you lie, then it just gets easier, you know? Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. That's definitely what's like. Like, honesty and, like, communication are, like, key, you know? Yes. Tell someone if you broke their tricycle. <laughs> you guys better tell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I definitely um, think that in the moment when you are in the relationship it's definitely hard to notice 
you know, the red flag. So if it starts out bumpy, you know, it's kind of harder. Um, and even if you do know mm-hmm. them, it's hard to end it because you've already started and you're already committed. Um, and that's just a really tricky situation to be in. Um, yeah. And it's easier to justify the red flags. You're like, oh, it's not that big a deal. Like, they still love me. They're still a good person. Um, but that can definitely change over time. So I would definitely, definitely suggest writing out a list. Um, I know me and Amy have, like, lists of, like, things we look for in people. So then you can yeah. also create a list of things that you don't necessarily want in a person or just, like, big no's. And that will definitely help because um, you have them written down and you're like, oh, I can go back to that. So if you see that, um, you'd be like, okay, I guess that they're not really... Um, someone I'm going to be attracted to because they don't have the qualities that I want or they have qualities I don't want. Um, mm-hmm. So be praying yeah. that God um, remains the head of your relationship and that he helps you to know those red flags if they are present. Sometimes when you're the one in the relationship, it is hard to see the red flags and even harder to mm-hmm. accept them um, and figure out what to do from there. So I personally would even recommend asking a good friend or mentor to keep you accountable. Like, give them um, a copy of your list or even just, like, tell them um, red flags that you don't want to... Um, red flags of things that would make a relationship not work out for you. Um, and yeah, so definitely. someone that you trust, um, that they can keep you walking, growing in your relationship with God, and have them tell you if you see any red flags that hinder this growth. Definitely write a list, pray, and stay accountable. Yes. Um, about the list. Um, so I had gone to the camp where I met Sophie. Um, and uh, everyone in the cabin was like, yes, I have a list. And I was like, oh, like, that's so good. And then the speaker was even like, like, make sure you, like, write a list of, like, things that you want to look for in um, your future boyfriend mm-hmm. um, so that it, like, can help keep you accountable and then you're less likely to like waver you know mm. um so I'm like so excited um during quiet time like I write myself a list um number like 13 or whatever good with kids I can't remember what it was <laughs> um but then I got to um my other camp and everyone was like like oh you wrote a list like that's so stupid and I was like what and they actually um found my journal and opened it up to my list and like read it and made fun of me and so guys like that was so sad but I just want to say that like sometimes there are going to be people who are going to be like why would you do that like why would you have standards why would you Mm -hmm. have morals like why are you looking out for red flags um because like honestly it's just better to be in a relationship than to not but um like honestly no like it's Mm -hmm. definitely so good to be in a relationship that is God honoring, that's healthy, where there are no red flags. So I just thought I'd just quickly say, like, um, no matter what people say, make sure you have that list and make sure you like know your red flags. And and like what Sophie says, we need someone in our lives to keep us accountable. Hebrews ten twenty three to twenty five says, "Let us hold un uh, unwor- what unswervingly." Okay. Hebrews 10, 23-25 says, Let us hold unswervingly to the hope that we profess. For he who promised is faithful. 
And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love as good deeds, not giving up on meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the... And then Proverbs 19, verse 20, it says, listen to advice and accept instruction, and in the end, you will be wise. Mm. Yeah. Um, and so I was thinking, um, you know, in, like, the movies where, like, the girls with the toxic guy, mm-hmm. um, and, like, w- like we as, like, the watcher, we can see, um, like, that he's not good for her Mm -hmm. but the girl in the relationship like can't see that she's in a toxic relationship or she's like too naive and doesn't want to admit it yeah for sure you're like no don't do that but they just seem like kind of like blinded by it and that they're already there so it's hard to back out you know Mm -hmm. yeah the girl like she's almost like blinded by infatuation with the idea of love so then like she cannot see that she's in a toxic relationship um, until like the mentor like says it to her like her best friend and she's like oh I maybe I was in a toxic relationship mm. yeah I agree yeah so then we just that's why it's good to have a mentor because sometimes we're just so blinded that we like can't see mm-hmm. like hey this person is lying and mm-hmm. keeps on lying to you maybe he shouldn't be in a relationship Mm -hmm. with you because that's not great yeah and I feel like right now we're like oh we wouldn't do that like um well that's like the girls in the movies they're so like naive or whatever but then you might find yourself there and it's hard to get out so I just think it's Mm -hmm. a good like precaution to take if that makes sense yeah definitely definitely All right, point number four um, is about um, being unequally yoked. So, like, unequally yoked, like, what exactly does that mean? Yeah, so that sounds kind of (laughs) weird, but it's an illustration, and it would have been a great one back in the Bible days because they didn't have, like, tractors and stuff. (laughs) Yeah. What they used. Um, Right now, it's not super applicable, but um, we can still kind of understand what it means um but to be unequally yoked is when there were two oxen pulling a plow and if one was stronger than the other or faster then it would be an imbalance of the yoke which was a like a wooden cross piece that went like over their necks necks and attached them to the plow and to each other so if one um there was an imbalance between them then they would not be able to complete the task, which was usually like plowing a field, but it wouldn't run as smoothly. Yeah, and so what Paul means in Second Corinthians six fourteen, when he tells us not to be unequally yoked, it's not like oh, you can't be with a person that's stronger than you, like physically. It's it's like um, when you're in a romantic romantic relationship with a non-believer. Mm. Yeah. As Christians, our purpose on earth is to have a relationship with God, spread the gospel mm-hmm. with everyone, and live worthy of wor- live worthy of the calling. Christianity is not always welcome in our culture. Definitely not in the twenty first century. It's hard for people mm-hmm. to um, welcome it. <laughs> 
And yeah. many Christians may have a relationship with God, but since we have our sin nature, um, we often sway between following God and following the world. And it's just like a constant battle that we have to fight. Yeah. And like, this makes us kind of like ineffective as believers. And it definitely like grieves God a lot. And like, oftentimes we want so badly um, to fit in. Um, we want people to like us. We want our boyfriend to like us. We want this guy to like us. We just want to fit in. And then sometimes we'll waver. And then definitely like once you start wavering, like, hmm, should I pick God or should I pick the world? Then it gets easier and easier um, to just continue on your wavering. And then eventually it comes to our point in our lives when we have to choose. Okay, now I actually really need to choose. Am I going to choose God or am I going to choose man? Yeah, it's a hard choice for humans because we want to keep on going but our yoke is imbalanced and we cannot complete our task or what God has called us to do yeah and so like definitely a lot of my friends are like many people I know are like missionary daters which is kind of like they believe that um, they're the stronger ones on the yoke and they believe by like dating a non-christians they can almost like lead their boyfriend to Christ Ooh. yeah uh, sometimes it may seem as though that will work out but usually like 90% of the time it doesn't I've seen relationships like that um go downhill like Mm -hmm. you can definitely argue that there are relationships that have worked out like that and I believe it but it's just a very risky path to take (laughs) yeah and I had I actually had a great grandma um my dad's grandma um she married a non-believer and she was an amazing woman like she was a very strong christian in many ways and she was actually the one who brought my dad and my uncle to church every sunday and was there to witness her two grandkids become christians and she she really did love her husband like so much Mm -hmm. and she wanted him to become a christian to the point where she would pray and cry every single night Mm -hmm. but unfortunately to this day we actually never knew if he became a christian What I did know is that um, even though my grandma loved her husband, it broke her heart every day that he would not become a Christian. And because of the imbalance in her family, most of her children decided not to walk with the Lord. Wow. (laughs) That's so sad. Because, like, I'm sure they loved each other, but that was just, like, she seemed heartbroken every day. And that's so, that's just kind of. Um, I don't know, it's scary in a way that, like, you would live yeah. your life like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So, when I was 13 years old, my mom gave me this series called the Christia Miller series. Um, <gasps> have you ever read that series? I love that series so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so the series is one of my favorite series ever because it's just this like fun story, but a girl named Christy, um, mainly based on her relationship with God, but then also this boy named Todd. And so this series has taught me so much about relationships and how to keep them uh, Christ-centered. And I would highly recommend them to like anyone, like no matter how old you are, like they're just so fun and like, it's amazing. Um, mm-hmm. You can tell I'm like fangirling over these um stories. So. 
yeah. <laughs> yeah I would recommend them to read before you get into a serious relationship like even if you've already been in relationships just if you're about to get into a serious relationship or if you're in a serious relationship just like read it because it will teach you so much it's literally taught me so much yeah I think I read them around the same time probably when I was like 13 or something but it was just mm. it was kind of like something I'd never read before you know because I read mm. lots of books like on Percy Jackson or Harry Potter when there's like love but it's different obviously so this was just like really really cool to read about and see how they took on challenges and like trials in their lives and like how God was leading them through it definitely recommend yes so I brought up this series because um, in one of the first books actually I think it's like the second or third maybe the third Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, it talked, no, second, the second, I don't know. Anyway, read them all and you'll figure out. Um, it talks about being unequally yoked. And um, there's this perfect analogy and it's a common analogy, but I just wanted to share it. So in the book, there are two um, people. So there's like a girl who we'll call like Katie Christian and then the boy who was like Peter Pagan. And so these two people wanted to be in a relationship, but they were unequally yoked. So Katie is a believer, but Peter isn't. And so Katie thinks that she can get through to Peter and she can missionary date because, um, but because Peter has lower standards and morals and does not believe what Katie does about God, Katie could get caught up in her emotions and then compromise. So if we imagine this, um, say Peter is standing on the ground and he believes everything he's doing is right because he doesn't know any better. So then he has no desire to like run up to the altar and um, because he's just comfortable where he is. But Katie is standing on a chair because she knows what she believes and she definitely like wants to stand firm in her faith. She's not like getting in this relationship to like run away from faith or anything, but she definitely like doesn't want to like lose her relationship with Peter because she likes him. It is way easier for Peter to try and pull Katie down off of the chair because of gravity um, and follow what is important to him than it is for Katie to pull Peter onto the chair so that both of them can follow and honor God. So um, prioritizing a relationship with God gets harder to do. And that is why 90% of the time missionary dating like does not work. Wow. That's how I really like that analogy a lot. I, I just make Yeah. Sense. When I read it, I was like, hmm, that is so good. Because mm-hmm. oftentimes that's the case. Like, we're like, oh, we can make this work. But, like, really, Kit, um, can you pull someone on a chair? Like, I can't. It's so much easier because <laughs> gravity, you're like, okay, I'll just, like, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, um, what I kind of took from it is like Katie's like keeps trying to get Peter up there right but he's like stronger he also has gravity and then eventually like, mm-hmm. you know Katie's like oh it's just easier to give up or it's not that bad like I'll just like go down there or I don't know it just seems simpler for her to go down than for him to come up right but it um, obviously having a God-centered relationship isn't going to be the easiest path and I think we all know that but that's what makes it um so rewarding is because it's the more difficult path that comes with um like the most benefits and uh
thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode and so we have one more part to the one and it's going to be called finding a godly man because we're going to be talking about um the difference between a christian boy and a godly man so make sure you guys stay tuned for that we cannot wait to share it with you everyone have a great week and see you next wednesday (laughs) 